At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. Lombardi Line here on a Friday. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. We'll call it Super Wild Card Weekend, Michael Lombardi. I can't wait, man. How are you doing? I'm great, Patrick. How are you today, huh? You ready to go? You ready I to am. Roll? I'm ready, man. We got, you got the you mouthpiece know. ready. You got the <laughs> mouthpiece. You got the you know, you got stick them on your fingers. You ready to go? <laughs> well, we you better get some down jackets, right? It's going to be. Look, we know it's going to be below zero up in Buffalo. It's going to be. Look, it's I'm not worried about the weather, Patrick. I'm worried about the Bills. Okay, let's just focus on them. All your right. Your boy. Your boy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, by the way, speaking of your boy, hey, Ken's here as well. I just want to give a shout out to Ken, who's uh, fixing things in the background. That's your boy. Um, the the Coley situation was this a parachute? Meaning, did he know what he was getting into going into it? Because he got one year, he got a lot of money for the two years he's not going to serve for the Texans, but he's ousted after one year, and I'm not sure what more could have been asked from him. Well, I, I think, you know, we weren't in the building, but from what I've heard is there wasn't really a lot of organization within the building. I think they were disappointed offensively, obviously, when they fired their offensive coordinator immediately after firing their head coach. That told you, you know, Nick, Nick, Sirian, Nick Cesario is heavily involved. I mean, you know, Nick was a coach at one time at the Patriots, and then he transformed into a personnel guy. And even on Sundays mm. uh, during the season when he was the personnel director, he was in the coach's box helping the coaches out with personnel and substitutions. So Nick was Nick was intimately involved with watching the offensive coaches and watching the staff. Obviously, he didn't like what he saw. I think he tried to get Cully to make some decisions, to make some changes. That didn't go over, and now they're on their way to look for another coach, which we all felt like they were. Now, I mean, in fairness to Cully, he never called plays before. He's never been a coordinator. I mean, I don't know what they expected when they hired him. Right. Like, it, it, you know, it's to me, it's like, why did you hire him? You know, why did you do that? Why did you hire an older coach if you're going to be rebuilding and you want to develop the coach like you're developing the team? Which I think certainly you can be critical of them. But for Cully, I mean, look, this is a hell of a golden parachute, $22 million yeah, to walk great. away. I mean, you know, you hit the lottery. You know, you hit the lottery. So, I mean, I feel bad on one hand. But on the other hand, I mean, it, the price is worth the reward. I was wondering, your big, you know, daily coach has a lot of it's to do with habits as well. I wonder if they knew it was going to be a throwaway year, why create or 
institutionalize somebody that's just getting started inside of something that's going to be a mess for a year. So clean break. I, I, I don't know. I was just kind of thinking about it because he did get a great parachute. So it's not complete derision, yeah. right? It's not mockery right. because he got paid. Yeah, I mean, he got, re- look, you know, as Hyman Roth so eloquently said in Godfather 2, this is the business we've chosen. We didn't ask for it, and Fair. firing's part of the business, right? Yep. I mean, it's, you know, you can, you can we all have t- tears for the, for the firing, and I understand it. We've all been part of it. Bill Belichick's been fired. Everybody gets fired in this profession. However, that's the rules of engagement. You move on. He gets $22 million. But I do think that the fact that they didn't fire the entire coaching staff is, I think, whomever comes in, and it looks like it could be Gerard Mayo. Certainly, Mayo has a very close relationship with Jack Easterby, who was – the uh, uh, who was the I don't want to call it the team. He was like a team co- development coach when I was in New England. He's now a vice president down there. And, and, and with Nick, I never felt like Nick and Brian Flores were close to say, oh, that's automatically Brian's going to go there. I, fe- I feel like Mayo and Nick are close enough, along with Easterby, that I think that could be the partnership that we look to create with a staff already kind of in place. With the $22 million for Coley on the way out, he might even be able to afford something there on the island of Ocean City. No, yeah, he could definitely. I mean, he could definitely. I mean, you know. I mean, it's close. Could, it's tight. It, no, no, he could easily do it. You know, but he better get here soon because the prices are rising, Patrick. <laughs> they're, they're, That's all I can tell they're you. They're rising everywhere. Well, listen, we've, uh, like we said, <laughs> we've got weather tomorrow. At, at some point, I got a friend, that the one that keeps hitting big bets, he sent a runner in from Los Angeles to bet Cincinnati. I told him I'd specifically ask for a spread out breakdown from you. We've got today, tomorrow, and of course, a big show coming up on Sunday for those three games. You got a Monday night game. That's why I call it kind of a super, a super wild card weekend. Uh, as far as the numbers, Michael, we haven't really, as you noted yesterday, you're not seeing a ton of movement, right? A lot of these numbers are no. frozen right here. No, I mean, you know, there's really, if, if you play the movement of numbers, if you're trying to link the movement of the money to the number, and that's telling you who the sharps like, then you're, you're, you're going to be stuck this week. You really are. Because I do think that when you look at, for example, no one's betting the Bengals in terms of the sheets you and I look at. 91% of the money is in on the, the Raiders. The ticket count is split right down the middle. 27,161 tickets have been written for this game, and it's 50-50 on both sides. However... 91% of the money is on the Raiders and 9% is on the, the Bengals. And we've seen the numbers start at six, maybe six and a half, and it's tweaked down to five, and now it's at five and a half, and it's staying right there. It hasn't moved. Mm-hmm. So there's almost like a reverse line movement here, even though all the money is coming in on them. So what does that mean? Absolutely nothing. That's what it means. It means that there's a lot of people that, like the Raiders. The book doesn't want to move the number handicap the game forget about trying to figure out what the money is yeah i mean the movement was six and a half down to five and a half so again you kind of get to a dead area at five five and a half with the six and a half you're coming through that key number of six so as you mentioned like when they dropped the number as Vinny explained to us yesterday here at the south point they immediately jumped it down to five and a half so the money was eaten up the vegas way and there is going to you know there you always have to look out for it as well michael you're there's going to be a reaction from the drama on sunday night 
right, for betters. Yeah. It, it, betters, they, it's, it's a groupthink type thing for the most part. And they saw a dramatic win for Las Vegas over Herbert, and, and that could point them in a specific direction. You are getting a very rested Bengals team. You're getting a Raiders team that's traveling across the country. It's going to be cold. So there are reasons to like the Bengals here, and the number's still five and a half. Yeah, and if you watch the tape, you know it was a close game. The last time they played, when you watch the tape and you study the tape, it was a really close game. And the Raiders were at full strength for them at the time of the season, which there's no doubt they were. They were at full strength, so we know that. And the Bengals were at full strength, but I would say perhaps a little different offensively. They didn't throw the ball up the field like they did in in the in the. Uh, in the last two weeks of the season or the last three weeks of the season. They didn't play in the last game, but they didn't really, they weren't as explosively uh, trying to get the ball down the field like they are now. They weren't throwing those jump balls. They weren't doing that. However, you know, they, they tried to run the ball. They had balance. I mean, Burr only threw the ball 29 times in the game. I think this will be more of a pass game for Burr. I think he's going to come out. I think they're going to spread him out. He's going to be in, in his 11 personnel and spread them out and get even mixing out there, get to empty and make the Raiders play a lot of zone, try to match up to that, see if they can handle it, and then take a lot of easy completions and then take their shots and find the matchup that they like against the secondary that I don't think is really that talented and can handle these receivers. Yeah, and we saw this matchup November here in town, a beatdown by the Bengals. Waller, who wasn't, you know, it's interesting, even though he's come back, he wasn't overly involved. I think he had seven, eight catches in the first matchup with these two. He wasn't overly involved Sunday night, which surprised me a little bit with Darren Waller. Yeah, I don't think he was. He didn't look healthy, but in the last time they played, he was the leading receiver. He had 116 yards, right? And they threw him the ball. They lined him up away from the three-by-one. They wanted to get him the ball. The matchups favored them there. They could read the coverages. Now, with that being said, you know, Cincinnati will have a better plan of attack. They did a good job on Renfro in the last game. Renfro's longest pass play in that game was nine yards. So they did a nice job on him, and they were able to, you know, corral everyone else. Zay Jones really wasn't a factor. But at the end of the day, you know, where the Bengals are going to have to really dominate this game is up front. They're going to have to win the line of scrimmage, and they're going to have to control this run game, which they did the first time. Which they did in a close game, even though the score doesn't indicate it, in a close game, the Raiders only had 18 rushing attempts. The Raiders only had 18 rushing attempts. Now, conversely, in the last time they played, the, the, the Bengals ran it 30 times. They were trying to run the ball in the game. They were trying to keep their offensive line from having to really participate, even though Burrow got sacked three times. And the longest pass play, Patrick, in the game they played the last time was 17 yards. They had a bigger run at 20 than they did a pass play. Mm -hmm. So their passing game wasn't executing at the level we've seen in the last couple weeks. So... You know, I think that's why I visualize this game being an empty game, being a spread game, forcing Bradley to play cover three, having some really easy throws, and then running to try to keep this offensive line from having to be in a pure dropback game. In BetMGM reporting, this is the Raiders-Bengals. No surprise, first game, most heavily bet game. couple of things. One, historically, Carr has not performed well in cold weather. It is going to be below freezing. And then when you take a look at the box after these games wrap up, you go to turnovers, you go to penalties. Well, there is a disparity here, Michael. The Raiders are the third most penalized team in football. And you've got the Bengals, who actually... They've been towards the, towards the top or towards the bottom, however you look at it. They've been less penalized by a wide margin than the Raiders. 
you know, look, the, the last time they played, the Raiders had seven penalties for 77 yards, and the Bengals had one for five. It was the difference really in the game. Yep. It really was the difference in the game, and, and that's the difference in most playoff games. Look, most playoff games come down to red zone offense and defense, third down, third and short conversions. Who can convert those third and shorts, third and two, third and threes? Who makes those plays? And then, you know, the execution overall, and who can control the pace of the game the best? And I'm with you. I'm worried about Carr. If I'm taking the Raiders and, and, and the five and a half, I'm worried about Carr performing well under pressure. So, and by the way, how about Burrow? When you take, just take a deep breath and think about what he did this year, over 70, 70% completion percentage, best in the league. And then also yards per attempt, he was almost nine. I mean, that was, yeah, he, no, I mean, he, he was amazing and, and I mean, this year. I mean, look, the last two weeks of the season, uh, against Baltimore, well, we know Baltimore's defense was was depleted, right? They, he throws for 295 against the Kansas City defense. He throws for 259. He was heating it up. Yeah, he was. He's the most sacked player in football as well. And those two edges for the Raiders—that's going to be key. Well, we shall see. Um, next, Bill Belichick's been dominant against the AFC in his career. No surprise. Just how dominant? We'll find out. It's the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. It's VSN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. to the Lombardi line on VSEN featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now once again, here's Patrick Maher. Football playoff season is here. It's time to download the BetMGM Sports Nevada app. It's premiere. It's awesome. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options, in-game betting, boosted odd specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today. Stop by any MGM casino on the strip with that state-issued ID. And you're ready to bet anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM, state-of-the-art technology, fan-friendly specials every day of the week. you got to be 21 years or older. Please gamble responsibly if you do have an issue. It's 1-800-522-4700. Michael Lombardi in a frosty Ocean City, New Jersey. I'm Patrick Maher here in Vegas. I guess it would be, I mean, is the weather, have you, have you been hit with another wave of the chill over there in Jersey? No, we're the calm before the storm. We're going to get something. It's going to be d devastatingly cold this weekend, so we're going to uh, to weather through that, see what happens. No snow. I think we're just going to get rain. But, you know, we, we have this thing back here called a winter mix, Patrick. 
a winter mix. I don't know if you had it in Detroit because Detroit you usually just gets snow. But winter mixes between rain, sleet, snow, you know, it's kind of freezing rain. It's all just disgusting. <laughs> that that's Jersey's known for the winter mix. That's what we are. You know where they don't have that? Where you and Millie where? used to live uh, next next to Venice. Where where do you, weren't you guys next to Venice there? On, on Playa the del Rey, yeah, yeah Playa, Playa del Rey. Yeah. <laughs> they, they don't. Have no, we had no winter mix. A there. mixture of winter mix. No, they don't. No, yeah. you do have to. Uh, pay although a fortune. what they used to do, I love the I love what they used to do on the beaches there. They used to build these huge mountains. You know, mm-hmm. to keep any of the, you know, to keep the, the beaches safe. Yep. They would build them all up high and then by May, March would take them back down. It was kind of, and then, and then in around the holidays, people would just take their sleds and go down. Obviously it wasn't snow, but they would go up and down those things. It was kind of fun to watch. Yeah, no, it's really cool. Now, it, familiarity is what yeah. is going to be the theme, right? Two of the matchups you're going to have third time around, and that's New England and Buffalo with their third matchup. Now, the number open four we're seeing a little Buffalo money up, up to four and a half. I got a couple of fives. Circa's at five as well, Michael. Um, Stephen Bond pulled together a graphic, and this will just give you an idea. Sometimes it just takes time to get to these numbers, and then it takes dominance, and Bill Belichick is a combination of the two. His record against the AFC, and I wanted to specifically point out the AFC because right now you can bet the Patriots to win the Super Bowl at 20 to 1. You can cut those odds in half and hedge a little bit to get them out of the AFC and into the Super Bowl at 10 to 1. They are your fifth betting favorite to get out of the AFC. We'll pull up the graphic here in a second, but just initial thoughts on the third time around for New England. England and Buffalo, and there you see Belichick as far as his dominance against the AFC. Well, I think it's going to be a really challenging game for New England, partly because of of Josh Allen's ability to run. I mean, the last time they played, Josh Allen's ability to create problems is the reason the Bills never punted. I mean, he was able to convert fourth down. He was able to convert third down, had a long run. The longest pass play in the game was 28 yards. Allen was the longest rusher. They had a hard time. The Patriots did not tackle well in that game. They didn't do anything really well in that game defensively. Offensively, they were one for 10 on third down, which meant they didn't hold on to the football. This game is about how we start the game. I think the Patriots know they have to play from in front. They know Buffalo is not a great one-score team game. Team. Buffalo blows you out, or when they get into these close games, they don't play as effectively. And I think they want to put the pressure on Buffalo, get the game into the fourth quarter, keep it close, have a chance to make a play here or make a play there to win the game. And, you know, those numbers for Belichick are so impressive. But they also include Tom Brady. They include having the best quarterback in the AFC or damn near close to the best quarterback. So I don't know if they're relevant as much because he's playing with a rookie quarterback. He's playing with a new player, and he's got a new team that I didn't think – I didn't think they rose to the level of play the last time they played Buffalo. They let Buffalo come in and beat them up. Mm-hmm. They let Buffalo walk into Foxborough and just slap them. And they didn't raise their level. They didn't raise their level. And I think that that ultimately was the reason. Buffalo was more aggressive, was more physical. They got tired of reading about how, you know, New England's more physical than they are. And Buffalo proved it on the field that day. Couple things, Mac Jones, and of course they split the season series. You mentioned in the second there in New England, 
even though it was constantly felt like a one score game for most part, I don't, I didn't feel like the Patriots were really in the game in that Never second in ma game. matchup. I felt like it was a really dominant performance by Buffalo, but a couple of things we keep focusing on Mac, but how about Allen? You know, he's completed sub 50% of his passes the last two games. And also a cool stat I found earlier today. Allen has the second worst completion percentage in freezing game temps over the past 15 seasons. He's completed just 50%. So he is affected by the cold that plays out in these numbers. And and it's not like he's been exemplary the past few couple of weeks. No, no. I mean, not and not at home. I mean, you know, he 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 wins with his feet, his ability to take a bad play and turn it into a good play. It's what he did against the Patriots. I mean, he had 12 rushes for 64 yards. He had the long run for 25 yards, and the Patriots never got him out of his rhythm. I mean, the Patriots never got him out of his rhythm, and that's why they controlled the football for 34 minutes because they never were able to disrupt Allen. They never made him uncomfortable. They made him uncomfortable with the win because their execution, Buffalo's, wasn't very good, and Allen couldn't control, the, in spite of having a great army, couldn't control the throws. So, you know, to me, this is Allen's got to play at a higher level, five degrees. You throw those fastballs like he throws mm. with that powerful arm. Yeah, they're hard to catch. And, you know, whether I don't care how good Diggs has got hands or Sanders' hands are, it's hard to catch that fastball coming right at you. And I think what you'll see out of Buffalo this week is you'll see them try to duplicate the plan that they had in effect the last time. He threw it 47 times. He had 30 completions, and he had 314 yards. He didn't get sacked once in the game. Every pass play was a positive play, only 17 incompletions. And I think that execution was perfect. The weather was perfect, too, though. That's thank you. And that is going to be zero. And then it's going to be with the wind chill. It's going to be negative 10 ish. You're going to have 10 to 20 mile an hour winds. I, I, I think the, I think it's been a little undernoted what just how much he struggled. And one thing I will say about rookies, here's a nugget for you. Rookie quarterbacks are 0 and 6 outright in the postseason since 2010. In those six yeah. games, Michael, they're two and four ATS. The past three rookies to reach the postseason, 0 and three against the spread. So and outright. Yeah. So it's a challenge. I mean, I think it's I think it's something that we because he's such a great coach and he's and 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 he's been able to overcome long obstacles. The pressure that's on the young quarterback to execute and make plays and not make mistakes, not make mistakes is really hard. I mean, Josh Allen didn't go to the playoffs his first year. You know, and neither did Tom Brady. But, you know, this kid is. And so he's able to do enough. Now, he's going to have to play really well. The problem is, you know, the problem is if you get 70 or 80 plays in a game, let's say you get 70 in most NFL games, you know, to win a playoff game, you got to have 60 really good plays of those 70s. You can't have bad plays. And New England offensively, if you watch them through the course of the season, they have too many bad plays. They, don't, they can put 45 or 50 together. They have a hard time putting 65 together. And I think that's just because of the youth of their team in terms of their rookie quarterback and all the new players around them. I'm not making excuses. I'm just giving you what I view as why it's so hard for young players to play in playoff games. Straight up forecast and conditions. Which team prefers this to continue to get uglier? Oh, New England, without a doubt. They practice in it every day. They love it. Yeah. They relish in it. They, you know, it's like, what did that Russian say in Pinelands? I bathe in this weather, right? They bathe in this weather, right? <laughs> you know? Wait, is that the Russians chasing the... That was when Paulie and, and, and yes. Christy were yes, chasing yes, the Russian, yes, and yes. he was supposed to dig the hole. And, and, and Paulie says, what's the matter? Are you cold? Cold? Are you kidding? I bathe in this weather, you know? 
No two actors have played a colder person better than those. And I grew up in Michigan. I was like, I felt cold watching them. <laughs> they, were, they, were, yeah. they were so funny. Um, well, the Pine Barrens is right around the corner. It was, it was I was going to say, that's got to be close to you, right? Yeah, it's really close, yeah. But they, they filmed it up in, up, uh, in uh, New York, up in upstate New York. That was, it wasn't down here. I dare you to go but, take like a 20, mile, line, a 20 mile hike today through the Pine Bears. Well, what about that? Yeah, but the, the one, yeah, but then I'll go to Roy Rogers afterwards. So okay, that's what, that's what Paulie said. We should have went to Roy Rogers. <laughs> um, uh, so, okay, so let's just take a look at the number again. Four and a half, five. It looks like it's going it's, to, it's headed closer to five, although we're seeing 110 on the four and a halves as well. It's going to land in that. But Circus at five. Circus at yep. five on my board. Yeah. DraftKings is at four and a half in Jersey here. Westgate's at four and a half. I mean, so I, I think, you know, and that's, that's just been lately. I think that's, that's what we're talking about, Friday's action. Look, I mean, you, you know, I think that with those numbers that you cited about rookie quarterbacks entice the betters to say, look, as good as Belichick is, he's playing with a rookie. As good as he is, he's playing with a rookie. Now, I think the 44 over and under That's number is a little bit high yeah, totally. in the sense that I, with this weather, I don't know if it's going to be a scoring affair. However, it could if the Patriots try to be aggressive and attack the pocket and force Allen to play faster, which is not their style then, you know, Buffalo could make a couple plays here and there. 44 feels heavy, and it opened 43 and a half. Remember, we saw 24 combined points scored in weather that was worse on December 6th, but 44 felt a little heavy for a playoff game. I, you're yeah. gonna have, they're going to have to run the football. The Patriots, we know what the Patriots are going to do. They're going to try to run the football yeah. and keep the ball. So yeah. it, it's going to be fascinating. I, point about the number, if you're thinking about the bet in the Patriots, you may just want to hold on a little bit because yep. it may be headed north. Okay, we're getting started here. We've got Wes coming up, we've got Josh coming up, and we've got the postseason more continuing here at Lombardi Line, presented by BetMGM. to the Lombardi line on VSEN featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now once again, here's Patrick Maher. All right, did you hear the news? The Lombardi line can be found wherever you find your podcast, Apple, wherever you find it. Also, all of our podcasts, all of the shows here at VSEN, you can find them slash podcast If you've missed any part of this show or beating the book with Gil, Market Insights with Josh, Hardwood Handicappers JBT, Follow the money, my guys. It's all there. VEASAN.com slash podcast. They're all free and available now. VEASAN.com slash podcast. So this one's fast. So Stephen Baugh just came to the desk and said, I feel like everybody's on San Francisco, which it does, Michael Lombardi. It does feel that yeah. way. However, I'm just taking a look at John Ewing, who sent over numbers from BetMGM as far as the betting splits. And he's got 91% of the handle and 71% of the bets on the 49ers. So let's take a look at this. It opened Cowboys 3. It's still Cowboys three, but take a look at the juice. It's headed to three and a half. What gives? Everybody's betting the 49ers, yet that number is creeping up through three, up to three and a half. It could get there based on where the juice is headed, and that's the key number. So something's fishy here. No doubt. Something's really fishy. And I think that, you know, when you break down, there's so much love on San Francisco, the dog, Kyle Shanahan. But then when you break this thing down a little bit and you start to study that San Francisco uh, can have some trouble in their secondary, we know that they, they have a hard time covering. And with Cedric Wilson 
the, the, the Cowboys are a little better team with Cedric Wilson at receiver than they are with Gallup. He seems more comfortable, and he allows the other players to play different positions, which creates better matchups for them. So I think that the Cowboys, if you, know, if you watch the tape, uh, they can move the ball. And if they play from in front, if they force this 49er team to have to play from behind – then I think it really does them a great, great opportunity. Now you people say, well, you can run the ball in Dallas. Well, you know, I think there's a difference between running the ball, establishing the run. I think Dallas will do things to try to hurt this run game. This is a different, a different Dan Quinn run game defense than Kyle Shanahan knows when, he were, when they were together at Atlanta. Completely different. And it's hard to block them. And with Trent Williams' tricep and injury or elbow, whatever he has, that's a concern. So – I think it's really important the Cowboys play from in front. I think it's really important that 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 they force the 49ers to get into a drop-back game. And if they stop this run, I just think the 49ers will have a hard time stopping it. Let's go back to the Tennessee game, third and 18 conversion, third and 15. All those third-down conversions were drop-back passes, something the Cowboys do really well on first and second down. I think it's a hard matchup for San Francisco. It's uh, And just to clarify for everybody, there is no 110 juice. So remember, 110 is the standard vigorous or juice on a bet. And, Michael, you can see it. I mean, everybody's 115. I see it, yeah. You got 120s. Once you get to 120, you're headed to the you're headed up, right? So uh, that no, is no three, doubt. three and a half is definitely in play here for the Cowboys. And we won't get an official play from you, but I, I, I sense a lean coming from you. I will say this, Dallas, 10-3 and three ATS as a favorite this season. That's the best cover percentage in those spots in the NFL. Also went 6-3 and three ATS against teams with winning records this season. So they... It's 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 almost like a Cowboys America's team is a little overlooked in this spot. They're getting disrespected a little bit here, you know, and everybody's on them. And, you know, for me in this game, in this game, I had this line at three point two five on my power sheet on my power rankings. And, you know, and I, and I think that when you look at it, I think that's probably, you know, three and a half is going to end up be it's going to be somewhere between three and a half and three as they close this number. Uh and look, I think the Cowboys, we, we, I'm not buying that their offense is back after the 51 point performance against the Eagles backups, but I am buying the matchup. I am buying that, that they are really good against, they can throw the football effectively. And the Niners struggle with really good passing games at times, especially if they can't dominate the line of scrimmage with their defensive front, which is where they gain the advantage, Patrick, when they play the Rams, right? Their front gives the, the Rams trouble. I don't yep. know if it'll give the Ram, I don't know if the, it'll give the, four, the, the Cowboys trouble. I don't know. I mean, the Cowboys offensive line is pretty good. Yep. You know, other than, other than, you know, I mean, I would say they'll have problems with Armstead inside on McGovern, uh, uh, I think they'll have trouble in there with him. But for the most for the most part, excuse me, Connor Williams, I think they'll have trouble with that. But other than that, I don't. I don't. I think they'll be able if Smith continues to play, and you know, and Collins is at right tackle. I think they'll be able to match up with this front, which will allow them to throw the ball. Just taking a step back and thinking of both teams' game plans. First off, as far as a multi-purpose weapon, Debo is. He's quite a he's quite a weapon at this point. So the 49ers, is it fair to say run game tempo of the contest? And then the other way, the Cowboys, you mentioned the 49ers get allowed 51 pass plays or 20, 20 yards or more. Michael, that's a lot. Uh, yeah. So this is what the Cowboys do. They break big plays. They do. And they can throw the football effectively. 
you know, that's what they do. They do a nice job of it. And, and that has been the Achilles heel of this team. I mean, when we watched them, you know, that's what's happened. Now, you know, look, Tennessee only threw for 188 yards in their game, but they converted so many key third downs. It was the reason they won the game, along with Garoppolo's two turnovers. You know, the Rams, the Rams threw for 201 and really kind of slowed it down. They slowed it down in the second half. They didn't. They didn't. They're up 17 to three at the half, and really didn't do much in the second half. So, you know, when you look at look, they played Cincinnati, which we know Cincinnati has a really good pass offense, right? They gave up 311 to Cincinnati, passing. Mm. You know, when you pick out the really good passing teams that they've had to play and face, you know, they have struggled. That's been their and that's been their problem all season. The we've got uh, a graphic for the uh, most points scored in a game. Now, the total, the, the steepest total this weekend of the six is San Francisco, Dallas open 50. It's been bet up to 51 at most shops. That's one. So you see there the odds. Let's go ahead and throw it up. Highest scoring game. 49ers Cowboys, your favorite at 325. So three and a quarter, three and a half right behind it is the Cardinals and Rams worthy of the highest total. That being San Francisco and Dallas here. Yeah, well, I think, you know, with both offenses being good and prolific, I think we'll see the, the jab, the punches going back and forth, and and you'll see offenses, both really good game plan offenses. Moore calls a good game. Shanahan calls a good game. This will be a game of adjustments. This will be a game of what, what side of the ball does the best adjustments to kind of slow it down. And I think both teams can move the ball on one another. But at the end of the day, I think the Cowboys, if they create the lead, whether it's in the second or the third quarter, if they can create the lead, then they can unleash those rushers on Garoppolo and really give him a problem. And specifically with Garoppolo, 7-0 and this year. When he, do, when he doesn't throw a pick, he's 7-0. and When he does, he's 2-6. and So, it, right. it, and, and you have a, you know, opportunistic defense. I guess I'll put it that way with Trayvon Diggs and others. Uh, and he leads the NFL with 11 picks. They're going to be trying, you know, that is it with Jimmy. Jimmy G's a rhythm player too, right? With those little, right. once he gets into a rhythm, he's, he's pretty valuable. But if he throws a pick, that's when the team go, goes the other way. Right. And they're going to be hunting for him. That's for sure. No doubt. No doubt. They're going to be hunting for him. They're going to try to force a mistake. And then the other area of concern for me, if you want to bet the Cowboys and lay that three and a half, which I think is significant because I worry about their kicker, Zerline. I worry about their kicker. Yeah. You know, is he going to make a clutch kick? You know, is he going to make a tough one? You know, Robbie Gould's missed two kicks over 40 yards. He's missed one kick over 50. He's only missed one extra point, you know. And Zerline, you know, Zerline hasn't been very good in any. He's missed five extra points for the season. You know, we can say, well, it's really not going to matter. Well, in these games, it does. He's missed three kicks outside of 50. He's missed two outside of 40. You know, and he's missed one out inside of 30. You know, the kid here is so valuable. Uh, there was a lot of teams it's, that would like to have Carlson, this kid here with the Raiders. He doesn't miss, man. He's been so he, he's, awesome. He's really, if it, if it wasn't for, for uh, you, you know, if it wasn't for uh, 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 Tucker, Jason, Jason T Justin Tucker, I mean, he would be a Pro Bowl player. There's no doubt. Yeah, he's incredible. And it's such a valuable weapon. Um, the confidence that they have in him is, is that. So, Again, just to quickly top three as far as the betting uh, totals. Uh, 51 right now, San Francisco, Dallas. And you've got Monday night, Arizona and the Rams sitting at 49 and a half, no surprise. And then Vegas and Cincinnati in that cold weather sitting at 48 and a half. 
a couple of books reporting 49. So those are the big ones. As far as the lowest total, I don't think it would surprise anybody that it is going to be in Buffalo. But like you said, yeah. a little elevated for what I expected. 43 and a half open or up to 44. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, the, because there's no wind and rain, it's just cold yeah. that, you know, maybe they feel like it's going to be a little bit. And I think the Patriots need to be more offensive. They need to be able to win first down, get ahead of the sticks, do what Buffalo did to them in the first game. You know, not be it, not not try to convert third downs into downs, but be ahead of the count and keep the Buffalo defense off balance. I mean, this is not going to be a complicated game for the Patriots offensive coaches to figure out. It's going to be a harder game to execute. We're about to get underway. I texted my father this last night uh, because he's in Michigan. It's cold. I said, turn on the live coverage of the Sony Open in Maui, or I think that's the island they're on. They're, they're in that little Hawaii swing. It's just yeah. so funny to turn it on and just see the disparity between where oh. you guys are and what's happening in Hawaii with the Sony Open. I bring that up because one of the hosts of Long Shots, Wes Reynolds, is going to join us Nice next. segue. Thank nice you. segue, Patrick. That's, you're a professional. There's no doubt. <laughs> it just I, They also have the first round playing again. Why don't we all just live in Hawaii? Is that is Ricky playing? Is Fowler playing? No, Ricky's not there. But he, you're, you're, That's your boy, by the way. You're going to bet him in the Masters. Ricky. You bet. Oh, Wes is next here at Lombardi Line. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare Listening to the Lombardi Line on VSEN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, BetMGM's got a special offer coming up this weekend for the Pro Football Playoffs. Simply place a $10 money line wager on any game. If either team scores a touchdown, you're going to win 200 bucks in free bets, regardless of your bet's outcome. So you just use that bonus code VSEN200, VSIN200. Also, Enjoy the playoffs like never before and earn M-Life rewards that can, you can redeem at any MGM resort. So download the app or go to betmgm.com. Use the bonus code VEASAN200. Anybody scores a touchdown this weekend, you're going to win $200 paid for and free bets for new bettors. 21 years or older, please gamble responsibly. If you do have a gambling problem, it's 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, Michael Lombardi there in Jersey. I'm Patrick Maher here in Vegas. Also in Vegas is Wes Reynolds. He's one half, of course, of long shots. We've got the swing there in Hawaii going on with the Sony Open. Um, we bring in Wes. We say, hi, Wes, how are you doing? I'm well, guys. How are you? Doing great. Great, thank you. Um, you you've got a little theme here, and we'll start off 
uh, unders, okay? And we'll start off with the first one on the board here coming up tomorrow, and that's Vegas and Cincinnati. You're going to go under this total. You can find a 49 right now. Yeah, and I really like the first half a little bit better than the full game under, to be honest with you here, Patrick, because if you look at the first game, what we saw back in week 11 and mid to late November was the Bengals won 32 to 13 out here in Vegas at Allegiant Stadium. However, that final, I think, was misleading, not only from the Cincinnati perspective, considering they only had 4.1 yards of play, but they had the ball for about 38 minutes compared to 22 for the Raiders, and that's why they ended up winning the game. Raiders, a couple untimely turnovers in the fourth quarter, but that game was 13-6 to entering into the fourth quarter. So I think the score was misleading. The Bengals only had one play of 20 yards or more in that game. But nevertheless, they walked out of here with the win. And I think, you know, there's not going to be a lot of wind tomorrow, but it is going to be a little bit cold there. And I think for two teams that are kind of greenhorns, quite frankly, to be in the playoffs, look, uh, this is going to be Derek Carr's first playoff start. And this is also going to be Cincinnati, their first time in the playoffs in many years. So I think you might see a slow start between these two teams because there's some nerves because both clubs are kind of looking at this as opportunity to really advance in the next week because you've got both teams kind of looking at the other like, well, they don't have the experience. We don't have the experience. Look, the Raiders went went for that late against the Chargers because this is the matchup they wanted. They didn't want to play a Kansas City team that scored 89 points in two games against them. So, you know, neither team is really that much of a standout in the red zone. And I would look first half under 24. Now, you got to pay a little extra big, $1.20, maybe $1.25. They're not going to give it to you for cheap there. But that's the way I would look here for the opener. You know, I, I, I think the nerves are going to be a huge factor. There's no denying it. And I think certainly uh, both coaches with no playoff experience. I mean, the, the Raiders are somewhat different in that, you know, Basachi's just managing the game. Greg Olson's going to call the game. Gus Bradley's going to call the defense. Olson's going to call the offense. So they're all going to stay in their roles. But I, I, think, I think this game is about the playoffs are always about what is the first quarter's new game plan. How do we play, especially when we play against somebody different? And when you go back and watch that tape, I think you could see a significant advantage that the Bengals had. And I'm with you, Wes. 4-1, they had the ball. They had 70 plays in the game, and they didn't gain it. They didn't make the most of them. They ran more than they threw it only 29 times. But I think there's plays in there against the Raider defense that – that Zach Taylor and the offensive staff, uh, Brian Callahan, I think they'll take advantage of it. I would suspect that they need, if you're Cincinnati, you need to have a really good first quarter and get this, get this lead and play from in front to limit the balance that the Raiders' offense wants to do. We saw it when they got the lead in the fourth quarter, and all of a sudden the Raiders fell apart. That is the early game on Saturday. Next up for Wes Reynolds, his under on the early game on Sunday, Philly, Tampa Bay. So this number open 49 and a half. No surprise. It's dropped down to 46 ish because the weather it's going to rain. Most of the rain looks to be before the game, but it could uh, still creep into the game. And there's going to, it's going to be pretty breezy, sustained 15 to 20 mile an hour winds with gusts up to 30 miles an hour there, Wes. And uh, look, I don't like to, you know, advise getting the worst of the number, but I still think the under is worth the play here. Under 23 first half, 46 and a half. Uh, I think it's 46, 46 and a half right now. Credit to the Eagles. Look, they're going to the playoffs, but 
this is a team that did play a little bit of a softer schedule because of how they finished last year. They've got nine victories, but they're all against non-playoff teams. The only team they beat with a winning record was the New Orleans Saints. Go back to week six with these two teams. 28-22, fortunately for me, that Eagles backdoor late because I was on the dead wrong side. Tampa Bay was 28-7 late in the third quarter. They kind of let off the gas. It was a short week. They had some injuries in the secondary. They just wanted to get out of there. Tampa Bay didn't end up uh, covering the game. And, Patrick, you mentioned the weather, the rain, and also the winds are a big reason for the drop in total. One other reason, I think, for the drop in total is the fact that Philadelphia, which their rushing attack really came alive second half of the season, 25 touchdowns. But I think they're going to have a difficult time running up against this Bucks front, which is third in the league, 92.5 yards a game. Eagles defense, granted, they played some lower competition. However, they might be able to not give up as many plays to Brady in the offense as you think. We know Godwin on IR, Ronald Jones not going to go, Cyril Grayson, the sprinter out of LSU, has been kind of a revelation late for Tampa Bay. He looks like he's going to be out with that hamstring. So under 46.5 for the game, under 23 for the first half for me. You know, I think the Eagles need an under game. I think the Eagles need to control the ball for 36 minutes, limit Brady's effectiveness on the field, you know, limit Brady from having, you know, from making them have to play from behind. I mean, we know if Hertz has to throw the ball from behind in the game that it's problematic. And we've seen the Eagles struggle against good. I mean, Patrick Graham's defense of the Giants, as bad as they were, they beat them 13 to six when Hertz had to come play. And, you know, the Giants were playing them close in the first game. They got up 10 to nothing. And all of a sudden the Eagles stormed back in the second half. I'm with you. I think the level of comp is the difference in this game. Are the Eagles really going to be able to run the football effectively on a Bucks defense? If it's healthy, we think Pierre Paul will play. Shaq Barrett supposedly is going to play. You know, and I think Todd Bowles is a really good coach knowing how to handle this RPO stuff. Back to seven, since uh, 2017, the unders have cashed, uh, I think, 60-plus as far as percent. And so we're going another under here. That's Pittsburgh, Kansas City for West. It's going to go under. Probably 46-and-a-half is probably the best number you can find right now, Wes. Yeah, it was 44 and a half. That was the closer when they met three weeks ago. The game did go over the total 46, 36 to 10 was the final score. And really, it probably went over because if you recall, late in the third quarter, Chiefs were up 30 to zip. And Mike Tomlin went ahead and kicked the field goal to avoid that shutout. And that kind of changed the game flow of it. And look, uh, if you saw in that first game, Steelers, 4.3 yards of play on 303 total yards. 85 of those yards were on that garbage time last drive for the Steelers when they finally waved the white flag and put Rudolph in the game. Chiefs defense has shown a little bit of regression, but that's been on the road late in the season. Go back to their last six home games, only allowing 10.2 points a game. Big Ben, likely last game of his career. Look at the QBRs he has the last four games. 80.1, 56.2, 73.4, 80.1. You've got a Steelers offense that's actually only averaging 2.2 points per game. And we talk about, Michael talked about first quarter, how important it is to get off to a good start. 2.2 points a game in the first quarter for the Steelers. By the way, that's dead last in the National Football League. So this is a team that could get behind early and has to become more than uh, one-dimensional. Now, the Steeler defense, 
I think they can get to Mahomes at least a couple times. They lead the NFL in sacks with 55 and, you know, get the Chiefs in third and long. However, I think you're going to see the Chiefs try to run the ball a little bit more than they usually do because the Steelers dead last in running, 146.1 yards a game. Kansas City established the run, get some longer drives. Kind of saw them do that in that first drive last Saturday against Denver. So under 46 and a half for me. I like it. I do. I like it. I don't know how Pittsburgh scores. I really don't. I mean, I mean, unless Ben warms up in the fourth quarter and the game, like you said, slips away and they just and they just backdoor score. I, I don't really know how they just come out and, and establish eight, nine, ten plays unless the Chiefs blow a coverage, drop a receiver. I, 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 there's no way I've seen Pittsburgh offense put ten good plays together. Last one, and I just got about uh, 40 seconds here, Wes. You do like Arizona on Monday night catching the four. Yeah, I do, and and I'm on the Rams as my Super Bowl bet from the summer in the NFC, but good spot for Kingsbury. He's bad at home, but on the road, 13-3-2 is a road underdog. Now, a lot of things going to be made of Matthew Stafford. Oh, he's 0-3 in the playoffs. But the Lions were a six seed every single time he was in the playoffs, and they were big underdogs. So maybe don't pay too much attention to that. But at four or better, I think this is going to be a tight and a very high-scoring game. So Cardinals plus four. And everybody knows the Lions beat the Cowboys. Just let's keep that on as far as they got screwed. So you're 100% right. Matthew Stafford. And by, Matthew, this is what they paid Matthew Stafford for. People talk about the regular season, Michael. This is, this is it. It's put up or shut up for Matthew Stafford. Wes Reynolds. Enjoy the golf later today, Thank you, Wes. and good and, and good luck this weekend as well. Have a great weekend, guys. Thanks okay. for having me. Thank you. Guys. We continue. Bye-bye. Michael Lombardi here, Lombardi Line, presented by BetMGM. It's Wild Card Weekend. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.